welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. <laughs> what's up? I was thinking on the countdown that it was like, what's that show? Like, 3, 2, 1, Contact? Yeah. 3, 2, 1, Contact. That's totally what I started thinking of. That really dates me. I don't know. Every, every time, ever since you started on uh, this platform, Riverside, it's like... Five, four, three. I know it's like the countdown. I can't help myself. It's really funny. Me. It also reminds me of like Wayne's World when they were doing the camera, and it was oh, like yeah, with the fingers of five, four, three, <laughs> and oh my god, there's so many. Actually, it's really funny because I was just thinking of. Uh, I'm really glad that we haven't done every movie yet because there's so many that we still haven't done. done. Like, I was going to say, how could we do every... I mean, imagine. I mean, it would just take a while. So we haven't done Wayne's World because honestly, I've only seen Wayne's World like Can once. That, please? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's on the list to do. I just have only seen it once. So it's just not something that I like... It's not the first thing that pops into my head. Well, um, I mean... Yeah, so that's movie. why. It's not because I don't like it or anything. I haven't seen the second one though. I've so not seen more of the the second one is weird, and then I think just like everything, because I, I think we talked about this on another podcast of yours, or episode, is they took some of these iconic movies and made them into um, children's cartoons for the um, CW back in the- What? Yeah, like they did The Mask, they did um, Little Shop of Horrors, so I believe they actually tried to do a Wayne's World cartoon, but it didn't last very long oh so like shortly after the second one came out yeah it was only like a little bit oh wow and um but no i love it it's like wayne's world party shine excellent you know um no the first one is so fucking iconic <laughs> we have oh, to do it man i it's really funny because i just because i think i do all of the soundboard stuff with you yeah like just because it's really funny but now I'm trying to think of like I don't have the sound one that I really want. It's like the one that's on my other computer. I need to actually spend this is really horrible. It's a horrible listening experience for everyone who has no idea what movie we're even doing yet because I haven't told you. But this is really funny that I, I wanted to have the sound clip of Stu going, Let's face it, baby, these days you gotta have the sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's on my other computer. I was like, okay, I need to actually like put so many fucking soundboards because I'm sorry. They're they're just so good. They're they're amazing. I love using them. <laughs> right it's so i should say i used to love using them i have to come back at some point with something different you know but (laughs) i mean it's it's just the best it's just like it's just really really funny so i i have to like upload all of them so that it actually seems legit and i'm not just like trying to do it but yeah. don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to get a lot more. I should do quotes from the actual movies that will just that we're doing. That will just take me like a fuck ton of time. But okay. I mean, but I should I should I do mean, it. You'll get into a rhythm of it, you know. I yeah. Mean- once I start using it and people don't think it's annoying, um, <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> then yeah, I'll totally get into a rhythm of it. But today we're talking a movie that I'm honestly really curious to see how it does, because I've never heard anyone talk mention I haven't even seen a random photo of this movie on the many years that I've been on the internet (laughs) because it seems so underground that I don't even know if people know it exists. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, This movie is Billy's Hollywood screen kiss from 1998. And it's like a little known, amazing rom-com, I think. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, totally. 
that's so cute with Sean Hayes from Will and Will and Grace fame, but this is before Will and Grace, right? This is right before because right before. he was going uh, to an audition, I believe, in the same year. Yeah, of Will and Grace, and originally, I think he wasn't going to take it. And but I know this helped. This movie helped him get this, it. I this think movie, this movie helped him get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I guess it was the year after. Maybe it was the year after. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine in like a multiverse uh, <laughs> where if he didn't take the role of Jack, like what other movies would he produce, uh, not produce, but like star in or would he, you know, like I'm always curious about any star like that. Mm-hmm. If they took a different route in life, like what would they be doing? Would we be seeing like Julia Roberts like at IHOP? Or you know? I know it's true, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, totally true. Well, what but, did better question is what did Sean Hayes do in the middle of him doing Will and Grace? Like, did he do a lot, or was that like, did he get typecast as Jack? I think he got typecasted as Jack. Let me see. I'm um, looking now on his IMDb. I guess I should have done this before. I know. Looking at it. It literally looks like he started Will and Grace in, I mean, fuck, what year was that? They have it way up here because they've had like a reboot. So I think it's like 98. Yeah. 246 episodes. So between 1998, like if you look at his IMDb, he didn't do that much because he literally probably made so much fucking money doing uh, Will and Grace that he didn't have to do anything. He was a voice on Q-Force um that's the cartoon about the gay superhero thing um when is that though was that after will and grace oh that was that was more recent. oh that's like now oh yeah yeah that's like now yeah um but he made yeah, obviously he made yeah, a big a big amount of money doing will and grace so he didn't really have to do anything but or i don't know if he didn't want to do anything or who knows i don't know if he wasn't getting roles even like different roles and also what did will do what's his name the guy uh, in will and grace like the guy was will yeah like did he get typecast like did he i never saw him in anything really after will and grace not really see eric same with the girl who i don't really like what's her name deborah messing i I was not a will and grace fan out there just no yeah i've seen several episodes but it does (laughs) it's not like I know Karen, I know Jack, I know the the players, and I've seen, like, maybe five episodes in my life, but it's not something that I ever wanted to, like, watch, like, on my own. It's it's okay, but I'm not, like, that into it. I mean, she was in eight episodes of Slasher more recently. Who? Uh, Deborah Messing? Oh, I'm sorry, Eric McCormick, not Deborah Messing. Oh, Eric McCormick. I don't even know what Slasher is. What is Apparently, that? Apparently, there was a short called Will and Grace the Musical in 20... 20- 17 yeah i guess like they really did that they really did like exhausted the will and grace ip oh yeah they were like it's they did the reboot they did like some like the reunion kind of thing so like they've really like it's so big i guess i never finished the reboot or the continuation i should say there was that era where they were doing it for everything like full house that that 70s show or whatever like they're doing all those like reboots of like old sitcoms from the nineties and stuff like that. Same with full house. I'm not, I wasn't a full house person. Like I've seen episodes here and there, but I'm in no way like full house. Mm -hmm. 
even Fuller though I love the Olsen twins, but Fuller I House. like them their adult era, <laughs> not their childhood <laughs> era. Um, but yeah, Billy Tollywood Screen Kiss, so crazy. This came out January 7th, 1998, but that was Sundance. So it really came out in July of 98, July 24th for the rest of us. Written and directed by Tommy O'Haver. And my first impression was, I think I saw this at your house mm-hmm. in high school. Yep, on VHS, baby. In VHS. <laughs> so you, I think, did you rent it or did you own it? Or how did you find out about it? You know, it's so funny. I, I don't remember at all. Um, I think I just randomly saw it at Blockbuster. No. Yeah, the cover's I cool. I bought it. Oh, but did you buy it before you rented it? I did. Oh, okay. I remember it. I bought it and I don't know why. I guess it was just because it was like a, it made me feel better about who I was going to be to own all of this like gay memorabilia, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's cool um, though. Because I got, I, I had that on VHS. I had Trick, which did we do? Have we done Trick? No. And I feel like I, I don't think I've seen Trick. I've seen, there's another one. There's another like really funny <clears throat> movie from the late nineties. I think it's like GBF or like, it's, it's one where there's like oh, yeah. a guy thinks it means like gay man looking for a roommate or something, but it really means like guy with friend or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Yeah, what the fuck movie is that? Is that called like G, G think, like it's like man for man or like guy looking for something, but yeah, it's like yeah. mixed up. It's like the guy doesn't know that it means gay man or something like that. Gay best friend, yeah, yeah. It, let me try to find out what that is. I've seen that, but I don't think I've seen Trick though. Trick is so fun. And oh, is it? Oh, we should do it. Is it nineties? I believe so. Um, How am I gonna find this movie? What? G the GBF movie. It's not the one that Type came in out in 2013. There's one that no, this is an older one. What the fuck movie is that? Oh, it's like Trick though. It's like a funny, like weird, kind of quirky. Yeah, Trick <sighs> came out in '99, a year later after uh, this movie. Okay, cool. Then we can do Trick then. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, '99. Cool. Yeah. So, how did you hear about it? You don't remember what? Oh, this movie. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember at all. But I remember, yeah, I remember us watching it at my mom's house when I lived there. Um, and then every once in a while, I would just watch it randomly. Oh, okay. And then obviously, like VHSs, when I got rid of all mine, I never bought it on DVD. Um, it it just became like a part of my past, I guess. <clears throat> it's available to buy on DVD. I was gonna say I don't even know if anybody has seen this movie i'm really curious because it's not like available to rent anywhere just so funny so like it's so good but i have so many questions that i can wait until the end because i just (laughs) really want to know what happened to like less like (laughs) okay i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask that question now actually okay the character of less who is less i'm not gonna ruin it for everybody this movie right well, but, you can ruin it because, I mean, uh, if you're going to listen to this, then I'm assuming you've seen it, right? Right. So he's a character and he that pops in and out, but he's not – He's so he's not a main character, but he'll be like, oh, hi, Billy, and then within five seconds, he leaves. The guy who wears the top hat or, like, the tuxedo? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that guy. 
throughout the entire movie must come pop in and pop out like six or seven times. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find it on Google anywhere because I want to know his story. And I wanted to know like if it was an inside joke or something. And the actor's name, I can't remember his last name, but it's actually less as well. Borse. Yeah. Less Borse. So it's like, there has to be something with this going on with this character. For me, it kind of feels like because the whole thing is like half fantasy, like what I love about the movie is that it like it has those bits of like elements of like in his head or like dreams and stuff. (laughs) So you see like uh, you just see a whole lot of different like you don't really know what's real, but he kind of feels like he's always everywhere because he mentions him. He's like, that guy's like stalking me. He's like everywhere that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he always is around during like important things that happen. Like he's around at the end when that new guy comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. The um, way that he introduces him. Yeah. yeah. Joshua. Yeah. The way that he like introduces him, he's like, Hey Billy, like great show, you know? And he's like, Oh yeah, cool. And he's like, yeah, thanks a lot. And he's like, I have someone introduced to you. And then he floats out of the frame and then you don't see the guy right away. And you're like, who is it? And then, yeah. then it's this guy. So I feel like he's like, a weird like guardian angel or something oh maybe possibly i don't know but that kind of seems a lot like his character (laughs) yeah it kind of seems like like his character i love the opening sequence like i love the opening with polaroids Mm -hmm. love when um hayes's character like he narrates the 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 movie right where he's like i'm a film buff with a preference for women's melodramas (laughs) (laughs) and i mean we'll, we'll get to the quotes later but i mean it's just he has such a great narrative and he does it so well. Mm-hmm. And I love like the three drag queens in the in the middle. Well, in the beginning and then beginning in the middle, yeah. And in the end, yeah, I love it. And then like you also have a a legend, like a drag legend, Holly Woodlawn, in the movie, who is one of like Andy Warhol's famous buddies. Yep. I love it. Uh, like that's so crazy. And also in the in the song that Lou Reed did take a walk on the wild side it actually says holly came from miami fla and that's that's holly yeah like that's holly so another like piece of like gay history herstory is like that's a big deal i really hope people can find this movie you can like stream it quote unquote like if you know you know you know like kind of like non-legally if you know you know (laughs) if you know you know like i'm not going to direct you there but you can figure it out but Or you can buy it on Amazon because honestly, you can probably buy a used copy of this on DVD for like under $5, I'm sure. Although and it's, it's worth it. It was really funny because when you when you sent me this file, uh-huh. uh, at the bottom of the screen, I don't know if it does it for you, but it kept on popping up this like little yellow symbol or it looked like a finger almost. Oh shit, I don't even notice that. I was casting it to my TV, so maybe it like cut it off. Because so it had captions on it, which was annoying. But no, a yellow finger? What the fuck? No, it was, it was Uh-oh, we're being tracked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, we just wanted to watch Billy's Hollywood screen kiss. It was hilarious, because I was like, is this like a mistake in the film? And then when I tried to look for it, there was no mistake. So I'm going, okay, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so weird. Okay, I had no idea. It probably cut it off because I was watching it. I was like casting it onto my TV. Um. So yeah, <laughs> so funny. Um. Well, that's so cool though. But like what were, I've never heard anyone talk about it. And I mean, 
we have some like somewhat behind the scenes but not yeah. really but like uh overall i just have to say as a photographer myself i was so excited that it was like a lot of polaroids polaroids don't that, exist yeah. like this anymore where they're yeah. so common and they're not as expensive to use now it's like crazy so like the amount of polaroids that he uses in this is nuts and i also like that his gallery shows all polaroids yeah i think that's really cool that that's kind of the camera that they chose to focus in on especially because it's immediate and it creates that, like, you know, you, the person can see what you just took of them, you know? So that that's pretty cool. I like that. You it's like he's creating a scrapbook. You should do something like that. I should, and I would, but Polaroids are extremely expensive. Well, sure. That's the problem now. Like, I would only do it if I had, like, some kind of... I don't know. He... he inter- I mean, also, to think back that this is in the late 90s where people didn't have phones... Mm-hmm. So like there are people are interacting a lot more in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so there are a whole lot of like gatherings and uh, he is sure. trying to like pitch to galleries. He's going to gallery shows a lot. Even if you go to gallery shows now, people are like on their phones. It's not the same as being somewhere where they don't exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still do it. I could still do it, but I'm not also, I'm not very good at going up to strangers. Yeah, you so are. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> to ask for a photo. Really? Or even cast? Like, no. I no? I actually like to cast if there was, like, a full casting thing. But but I don't like to, like, go up to a random person and be like, hey. Which is weird because my friends are like, oh, my God. People, like, like that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, if someone thinks that they're cool enough to have their photo taken, they're most likely going to be like, okay. Like, why would, <laughs> why would they say no? True. I was like, I would say no. <laughs> like, I just don't like having my photo taken. I like well, doing that, being the opposite. I know you personally don't like your photo taken, but when every once in a blue moon or 10 moons, um, I had, like, you do photograph really well. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. I, I, one... It's hard for me to think of it that way. I know. But I, I mean, I, I mean, same, same with me, you know, and that's why, like, I do like a little bit of touch-ups, <laughs> if you will. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't do the face tuning. I I don't do that. But I remember. I mean, sometimes it can get creepy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like back in in Chevy Chase Bethesda, um, here, um, when you and I, I think we were going to that sushi place across the street. It was snowing. It was like winter time, and I took a black and white picture of you. Granted, yes, it was with my phone. Mm-hmm. But it came out so well. What the fuck photo is this? Um, I feel like you have it. I have it somewhere, somewhere. Oh, I do you? It. Shit, I need to find this it, like mystery so, photo. It's, it's so good, and you have a great smile. I'm oh, not trying. Oh, to this is it. a weird podcast. <laughs> this is turning into like a weird podcast. I'm like, because I'm anonymous online, this is like really funny because people are gonna be like, "How come you never go on camera?" Jai's been screaming <laughs> at me sorry. to go on camera. <laughs> No, anyway, it's okay. Um, I'll have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I want to know about this. This is like yeah. kind of, this is kind of crazy. And also since it's June and we just did Queer as Folk, which I'm happy that a lot of people listen to. So yeah, if you want another, if you want us to do episode two, we will. Because I'll do that whole goddamn show. I love that oh, show. Oh yeah, I, I fucking love it. So Everyone if, loves if, it. if all else fails <laughs> and we run out of 90s movies in like 10 years and we can just start doing Queer as Folk, <laughs> just yeah. turn into a Queer as Folk podcast. <laughs> It's totally fine. Totally fine by me. But yeah, I'm excited to hear if anyone's seen this. Ten years from now, we'll start episode two. (laughs) I know, right? We've already, like, taken a while to do Buffy. But I'm glad that we're going to do Buffy in, like, four episode chunks because 
later on in the series it becomes like way more intense and we can't just talk about like season seven in like an hour no. it's like impossible even like, in it's we'll, we'll lose people like after two and a half hours yeah so we yeah i was gonna say i think we did one that was like three hours and i was like i don't even know if anyone listened to this yeah. <laughs> but um i'll have to like separate it out somehow because it's just yeah it was just a lot to do so so yeah so we'll do that in four episode chunks and it's college and I want to take a deeper dive into college because I always write it off as this like shitty season. Cause I just don't like it. But now that I'm watching it <laughs> in depth and I'm going to try to have an open mind and try not to think about how I felt about it when I was watching the show, because it, every show has a hard time transitioning out of that high school structure. I mean, it just, it's hard. So I'm trying to give them that leeway of like, how are they going to continue this story and make everyone together Mm-hmm. so yeah there's only so much they could do although i did really like sunday a lot the villain in the first episode and i'm really pissed she didn't oh, become like yeah. yeah that she should have been like a glory type like i think she had a lot more to give but she did a great uh episode i think that i mean and we're we're straying from what <laughs> yeah we're, we're not talking about billy's Hollywood screen goes right I, now I mean, you know, whatever um that's what we do right mm-hmm. um but I feel like Sunday is a mix of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the one that... Um, Harmony. Harmony. So I think that's what they did, unfortunately, was they took Sunday and then they split her up later. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Know, into two different personas. So, I do love Harmony. God, she was so I, good. I hate to love her and love to hate her. Yeah, she was just so, she had such, like, Anna Nicole Smith era, like, essence. Like, she did. She was, like, this, like, really fun-loving, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, ditzy blonde. But she was, but she had more to her. She wasn't just what you think of her. This is also happening right now, just to swing this back into Love Island, because it's on in the UK. (laughs) And it's so fucking good right now. There's a character in right now that is literally like the reincarnation of like Anna Nicole and like Harmony. She's, um, she's so amazing and she doesn't know how funny she is. And she's just like such a great person to watch um, on the UK season. I think they've really casted a great group of characters this year. Like all their personalities are good. It kind of doesn't matter what's happening. They are really entertaining to watch. So yeah, that's another plug for love Island, which I think is now on Hulu in the U S so you can like start watching it. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good. But again, I forgot to. It's funny. I was talking to to Charles the other day, and he was like telling me about Survivor, and he always tries to tell me to like get into a Survivor season, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's it's too much of a commitment. And he's like, you watch Love Island? That's just on like six days a week. He's like, how are you? T-? And I was like, isn't Survivor like six days a week? He's like, no, it's one a week. They're like twelve se- episodes. I was like, oh, I don't know why I thought it was like a Big Brother where it was on for like three days a week. Or like four days a week, and then it's just crazy. He was like, "No, you can watch Survivor. That's why I don't know why you haven't watched it yet." And I was like, "Oh, I could, I can commit to like twelve episodes. I I thought it was way longer, so I think I'm gonna watch a, a Survivor season." I think he told me to watch See, like that's seven. What, that's what's wrong with these reality shows is they're all connected in some <laughs> form or fashion, and it's just one big storyline. I mean, it's true. <laughs> this happened on the challenge. Now the challenge, the MTV challenge, now has people from Survivor, Big Brother. love island us like they have all these different shows they're pulling from because they don't pull from the real world anymore because that's what they used to pull from can you imagine if they took like housewives oh my god i know they should do like they should put bravo people in the mix oh my god like bring all these other reality shows and put them all 
would lose it. All the Vanderpump people, like, they could easily go on the challenge. I don't know why one of them hasn't. Like, because they should cross over with everything, not just, like, the CBS shows. I'm surprised because now that you have me fucking watching Vanderpump, yes, what, I, what, I, what, what I go now as Vandersnatch. I know, it's uh, funny that you call it Vandersnatch. I call it Vandersnatch, and I'm sorry that if people don't like the word snatch, I'm going to say it. Oh, uh, whatever. Whatever. But, um... Now that you have me watching this, yes, you're a convert. Like, um, the the girl Sassy, oh Stassi. Thank you, Jesus Christ, because she uses such a uh, language as anything to do with knives, like stabbing and slicing. Yeah, but it's so fake, though. It's like her no, thing. I mean, I'm surprised, like especially her, would now probably be the one to go to survivor and actually use a knife and be like i don't know what to do with this <laughs> yeah she definitely i think she's not one that's like my bark is bigger than my bite because like there's a what season are you in like season two mm-hmm. okay i think the end of season two is pretty crazy so i don't want to like tell you but everyone yeah, out there like I just started season two okay so. so i won't tell you what happens at the end of season two but like yeah. Stassi's yeah Stassi's a, is is a lot but you'll you'll see she's she's like a mainstay character for most of the show up she, until recently the show's stupid and you're still in the Jax camp I what? mean Jax was like pretty horrible in season two no 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 I mean he's a horrible human being mm-hmm. he's a horrible human being ever since episode one and because like you you had me watch the recent reunions right mm-hmm. but um uh which he's not in no, no, he's not on the show now, no. Um, but he's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man. I'm oh, so beautiful? You think Jax is beautiful? I this think is he, nuts. He's hot as fuck. He's hot. Okay, let's, okay, let's put it this way. This and is he horrible. He's eyes. the most attractive man on the show in, in, in season one, in the early days. It definitely wasn't Sandoval. Let's put it, I mean, let's let's put that right out there. Okay, but Never how- was Sandoval. However, comma, and I keep saying this to you. Is it Schwartz? You're going to say Schwartz? Well, well, yes. But back to Tom, he looked better without the stash. Oh, yeah. 100% he looks better without the stash. I'll give him that. But of the two assholes of Jax and Sandoval, I would choose Jax over Sandoval. Oh, same. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Also, just even knowing what we know now, not to like divert, but even knowing what we know now, Jax has been a horrible piece of shit, gotten strippers pregnant in Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. But Jax has not, Jax is way more transparent at his cheating. He's way more of a like, I was wasted and it like fucking happened. Like, and it, and it, while it's horrible uh, and it's like so egregious and it's just like, what the fuck? You have no self control there's a different level of a person who's been cheating for like, I'm going to let's, they say it was seven months. Uh, Let's round it to a year folks. Cause you know, the shit didn't happen whenever the month they said it happened. Let's just say it's been a year for someone to carry on a double life while still living with their quote life partner. That's a whole level of like fucked beyond like Jax never did anything like that. Like that's like, you're deceiving people in the open and getting off on it. Like, yeah. that takes a totally different kind of person. That's why Sandoval will always be in that category, especially since now he's not even taking accountability still. None. He's still trying to act like it was it was his, like, girlfriend's fault, that, and she didn't when see did, this. Like, what? When did that girl... I mean, we're, we're straying away again. But when did that girl come into play of Vandersnatch? Which girl? Uh, Raquel? Yeah. 
Uh, she's in like season four or five. She ends up, she's with James for quite a while. Oh, okay. Like, I think it might be like five, but I'm not sure. But she comes in with Lala, I think right after Lala comes in around like maybe three or four. And then she's around like near when Lala comes in there. Oh, okay. And yeah. So stop, like, when does stop they leave? Uh, she leaves for like a season and then she like comes back, but then she's not working at Sir. I want to say it's like, season four oh oh okay so but then she comes back though like she she'll come back but she's not working at sir but she's still like in the show and she's still talking to like all of them and then there's like fallouts with the girls and like yeah it's very back and forth like Mm -hmm. it's really interesting because i haven't really watched the old seasons like up until now like i always watched vanderpump every week and that was it like i never like it was never a show like housewives that i would rewatch whenever i was like bored or whatever but now I'm going back and rewatching, and I'm in season four, so I'm not like quite up. But I remember like when Tom and whatever Schwartz and Katie got married. Like I remember those episodes. I remember like you know. But it was the show's been on forever, and there've been some dud seasons where nothing has really happened, like yeah. nothing like this. You know, like this is crazy. Yeah, sorry to divert. Well, let's. Um, I'll I'll make a note that like this is kind of an all over the place episode. So even though people. Maybe no one will even hear it because they're like, what the fuck is Billy's Hollywood screen cast? So they won't right. even like hit play. But, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, even though we were talking about like, you know, like hot, beautiful, like jacks, whatever. Um, this is how my, my mind works. It's weird. Sean Hayes actually has a really nice body. He's cute. I think he's cute. Very cute. And um, so is, uh, what's his name? Brad Rowe. Gabriel, Brad Rowe. Yeah. The like kind of B B list C list Brad Pitt of the nineties. <laughs> He's like a Brad Pitt like wish edition, <laughs> like what you ordered versus what you got. Uh, no, he's not that bad. He's just not. He's not Brad Pitt though. But you can tell that his looks are kind of modeled on that yeah. look. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, sure. like, yeah. Ginger of the fall. No, he has long hair in that. Well, minus the long hair, but he's, he's giving still, He's Thelma and Louise. He gives me Thelma and Louise or like that Meet Joe Black era, the Meet yeah. Joe Black era well, for sure, Joe. of Brad Pitt, that hair. Yes. Like, yeah, that like hair in the front. See, this was filmed in 97. Yeah. It came out in 98, but this was filmed in 97. Um, and it's a very 1997 movie. Just even the interiors of the apartments that these people have. Oh, it's very like Gregoraki. It's very like camp and like colorful. Okay. Um, speaking really quickly, side note, sorry. Um, my other question, because of the less thing, less thing, um, mm-hmm. these apartments, why are they so dark? I know they do look super dark. Like they're, they don't use light at all. <laughs> we would know this if we knew the fucking budget. It's probably like no lighting budget. <laughs> it's probably like they're using available light to film we this thing. We cannot, we cannot fund the budget anywhere online. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyone knows out there that's listening to this. We should have emailed Tommy O'Haver and been like, give us some dirt. Because let's move into behind the scenes because there isn't much. So we can like get onto the movie. Did you, what did you find? Um, oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, you uh, can go. Yeah. They have two and you said you have three. But Yeah, um, I was like, I want to see if they're the same as mine. The film Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss is actually a remake of the writer-director um, O'Haver's earlier short film called Catalina. Mm-hmm. Which I want to see. Yeah, same. Um, I have to dig up. Um, and then my second one was several scenes in the movie are backed up by classic, uh, classic songs and sung by notable and lesser known divas. 
These are lip synced by more or less the same troupe of drag queens, a running gag throughout the film. Oh, okay. So, you know, I mean, they're dressed like, you know, the the era. They're they're in and out of black and white to color. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no interaction of the drag queens with the characters. Yeah, except for the one who did the except Nina Simone Deidre. in the beginning. Deidre, yeah. Deidre, yeah, yeah. Because she's the one that's in the, the pictures. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the only one that they actually mm-hmm. talk to. And I, lo- I love the beginning sequence because when one queen takes the other queen's hair. Oh, I know. And they're <laughs> so good. The it's so good. I can't wait. This also reminds me of like the the fact that the 60s and 70s were really big in the 90s too oh, like yeah. austin powers like that whole like kitschy cute like mod vibe which is what the the credits are kind of like yeah. which i think is cool i think that's super neat what did uh what did you have okay so my stats we don't know the budget i can't imagine it's a lot but it says here the box office was two million Oh, so wow. it's pretty big, I think, for the '90s. Like, so, yeah. um, so maybe no one hasn't seen this movie. Maybe people are waiting for someone to bring it up. This is almost like how I felt about God. What fucking movie was it? It was one movie that we did, and I was oh Niagara, Niagara. I was really shocked that anyone. Oh, you still haven't seen it? Oh, it's really good. Um, with like Robin Tooney and stuff. It was like right after the craft. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, like, I listened to the episode. I just didn't. Yeah, I haven't. Seen yeah, it. so I was really shocked that people had seen it. I was more shocked, not shocked about Nowhere, because Iraqi has a cult thing, um, and a lot of people have seen it, but like I mentioned to my friend the other day, uh, our first uh, first episode is Larry Clark's Kids, and that's our most famous, because Larry actually retweeted it, but mm. um, but our second most fam- or famous episode, our most listened to episode, and it's because no one's retweeted or anything, is Party Monster, which I find so crazy. I mean, that's really fucking cool. But that was a really fun episode. I actually fucking love that episode, which now it's on Patreon, a.k.a. go join the Patreon, because all of the movies after 2000 and movies before the 90s are all on the $3 tier. So it's $3 a month, people, if you want to hear that episode, because it's really fucking good. And then after that, actually, it's a lot of the ones that we've done together is, are mm-hmm. in the top 10. Um, I'll give you all a little a little uh, a top 10 right now since uh, since we're running running live. So you can find out like what we're what people are really into, which is how I kind of structure what we're gonna do. But um, it's really funny that we just have like the most random ones. So kids is number one. Uh, mm. Number two is one of the interviews that I did with uh, mm. Troy McKeady from like you know Beyond the Blinds and Dunzo. Amazing episode. Definitely want to have him back on the pod soon. Uh, the next one is Party Monster. After that, it's another mm-hmm. uh, interview chat with Memoir uh, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, another amazing podcast. After that, it's Bully, which yeah. we did, which is crazy. Uh, also mm-hmm. on the Patreon now. Then it's like Clueless, Gia, mm-hmm. Wild Things. <laughs> is no like way. the top ten, yeah, which is great because that was a great episode. And then the Basketball Diaries and Virgin Suicides. So like those are the ones that like people listen to the most, which I find really interesting and cool. That's really cool. But Wild Things is is kind of (laughs) nuts. Like it's a great movie that I have to say. Wild Things actually is a really good movie. Um, It is kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, which is really funny. Um, So anyway, they made a sequel, I think, right? Yeah, they made a few. Which speaking of sequels, the reason why we haven't done our Poison Ivy two and American Psycho two is because Mikey has not watched Poison Ivy yet, and he has my DVD currently at his house, and he needs to watch it. So, 
everyone spam him on his Instagram and DM him and tell him he needs to watch fucking Poison Ivy so we can talk about Poison Ivy 2, which I'm sure is a train wreck. Like, it has to be. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. How rude indeed. There you go. Um, So, okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Critics give this a 78%, which I thought was pretty good. This film was reviewed pretty well, too. And uh, Audience 63, I think that's a little low. This movie's super cute. I don't know like what the problem is no one appreciates (laughs) rom-coms right oh shit i'm thinking of like all these like really funny like gay queer comedies from the 90s do you remember the movie um oh fuck i just it just popped into my head get real that sounds familiar do you remember get real we already did the opposite of sex get real is like it's in like english one right like i, I mean, think like- so i've seen it once because i would rent all these movies it's yep. from the night it's 98 and it's like i think it's like these two guys in school it's another like rom-com but it's like a british version it's like the guy is in uh like a sports or something like like the guy likes this other guy in his class and he's like a rugby oh player God. or something <laughs> oh i have a little story for this um, what my brother uh took me to see this in the theater because which one get real get real um because that's when i was sort of struggling i didn't fully come out i don't think until 2000 um but this was his way of saying that it's okay oh oh okay and because at the end of the movie he was like so what did you think and i was like just shrugging it off like you know, like a man thing to do. Like, yeah, it was okay. Um, but he was like, you know, it's okay. You know, and then it was like heartfelt, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, like, did did you say something to him then? Or were you just like, okay, cool. And then you said something at a different time. Oh, no, I said something to him. But I mean, I didn't like, again, I didn't fully come out until like, what, a, a year or two later. Oh, so you didn't come out to him after you saw this movie? No, but oh, I was- okay experiment you know kind of thing i don't know exactly what was said i can't remember that far but Mm -hmm. i do do remember him bringing me to the theater to to, to see this movie it's a cute movie it's a really really cute movie yeah i've seen it like once because i'm looking now and i was like wait there's another movie too that has two girls that's similar it's like the girl is like in love with her i don't know if she's like a best friend it's from like the midnight i saw all these movies it's like all over her or all around all over me it's called all over me we're gonna do this one too um that one has uh like sean hattesey like from like the faculty like it has uh tara subkoff i think her name is um it's another really good one it's like another like really cute i mean i guess it was only marketed as a gay film but it's just a really good movie i think that's actually on youtube like for free maybe we'll we'll do that one too oh okay cool yeah i mean we're in the middle of pride month but now that we wouldn't just do this and whatever i mean i'll just put it on my list because now that i know that it's streaming at least people can see it It has a really amazing fashion too and all over me yeah um okay so then uh imdb gives us a 6.6 out of 10 which is kind of low but yeah, I guess kind of expected. It's IMDb. Mm. I mean, it's old school. I don't really think that many people uh, like rate on it anymore. Um, okay, so you already had... I already talked about how this was basically responsible for Sean Hayes getting Will and Grace, like this mm-hmm. film. 
Um, you mentioned Catalina, that uh, the director did a short film called Catalina. That was my other note. And then my only other note that I found kind of interesting was that Roger Ebert gave this two stars um, from Siskel really? Ebert. Yeah, he just said that, like, basically, I think it's this review is online, but I think that they think that, like, it's too, like, the material, I think, wasn't, like, complicated enough. But I actually like that it was really simple because mm. I feel like you're trying to... I feel like what I really like about this movie is that it doesn't have a lot of gay stereotypes in like a negative way. I mean, obviously it has, you know, that he is like into art and he like wants to shoot this pretty guy and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's not like, it feels really realistic and like cute, just like a really cute rom-com. This is kind of sort of what it was like in Broken Hearts Club, but Broken Hearts Club felt a little more like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. because it had like timothy oliphant like a lot of guys who were not gay that were cast in those roles you know um so i felt like that was more like because you had like dean kane and like all these guys that were like hollywood dudes that they were like okay let's do a really cute rom-com but you're gonna play a gay character and they're like okay whatever like zach braff like all these people that are not gay but in this one it felt very like natural i don't think brad Rowe is but he did a lot, I think, of gay-themed films, though. He did. Yeah, but I don't think he is gay. Yeah. Um, but I liked it that it was very, like, Sean Hayes wasn't typecast as you see him. Like, this is why I think a lot of people should watch this, especially if you're a Will & Grace fan, because uh-huh. I think people think that he can only be this way. Yeah. Like, when he acts, but no, he's really chill in this movie. He's not... He's, he's like not. a really normal, like kind of sad and depressed, yeah. which you don't see him as Jack, like no. at all. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I like about it. But I think that they were kind of just like, this felt, felt too real because <laughs> in the late nineties, all of the gay films were like over the top. Everyone yeah. was like very gay. If there was a, a movie and there was a gay character, it was very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, it's not, it's just like a, a regular story. And he's like feeling down about his life just in general it has nothing to do with like i mean it has something to do with his relationship but but you know he's just feeling kind of down in general and he like kind of wants this new project to like throw himself into and then i love georgiana um yeah. <laughs> meredith scotland is that her name meredith scotland mm-hmm. i she love her in- i love her in legally blonde she was in i was just gonna say she was in legally blonde <laughs> she's so good she reminds me of like an older version of natasha leone instead that too. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's, like, really cool. She's, like, definitely just this amazing hang. Like, she's just an amazing hang. I really like her. She's cool. And for all of you uh, Six Feet Under fans out there, he, um, Armando Valdez Kennedy, who played Lewis, um, is uh, Billy's, like, lover. Or not lover, but hookup guy. Um. What's his name? Where he's like, oh, you're so special. Yeah, wait, who is he on Six Feet Under? Louis, Louise or Louis, the guy that does the embalming. No, that's Freddie. Yeah, that's, that's Frederico. Oh, that's... no, shit. Then who is Louis? Oh, wasn't he uh, the daughter's boyfriend? Uh, no. Never mind. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> the guy, the guy who, is he in Six Feet Under? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look now. This is horrible. We have done like absolutely no research. You can you can totally just like cut this section off. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna cut it out. I don't feel like it. Let's see, Fernando. I love uh, how they all call him like different names. They're like Francisco. 
He's like Fernando. His name is Armando Valdez. Yes. I'm looking now to see what he's in. Oh, shit. He does a lot of video game voices. That's cool. He does a lot of video game voices. Yeah. He was in CSM Miami. I watched that show. Everyone's going to be like, you got to kick Mikey off your podcast. Why? Fuck that. (laughs) No way. Oh, he is. Luis. Oh, he's in one episode. Oh, never. Which is the episode he's in. Familia. Oh, I think I know which one that is. That's in season one, episode four. So yeah, he is in an episode, but yeah, he's not. He's one of the people that comes uh, that comes to like uh, bury someone at the funeral home. Like he's just in one episode. He's not like a major yeah. character. No, it's okay, but he is in Six Feet Under and he does play Louise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he is. For Six I, Feet Under fans out there. <laughs> I love him in this movie. He doesn't play like a major, major, major part, but he's just like, it's so special. You're so special. So very special. <laughs> it's so funny. It's special. It's special. <laughs> so funny. Um, also, the woman who plays Georgiana, she was in the Menendez Brothers TV movie. She was the defense attorney. I think that was the one. Did you see the one that had Courtney Love in it? I think that's the one that had Courtney Love. Yeah, it was. The one that has Courtney Love in it um yeah it's pretty well she was in days of our lives from 2012 to 2017 yeah so she's like a mainstay i love her and i love her in legally blonde mm-hmm. she's and she's so really good. good i mean and we'll get there in a minute but like she has really good um clothes yeah yeah she does i really like, like her the, clothes the over shirts are really really cool the patterns and everything what she's an american horror story is she Which she's one? in oh Which she's in that? um afterbirth in murder house she's in the last the finale really who does she it says she plays helen who the fuck's helen she's in one episode though so it's just something that was just a quick yeah it's not a main character but now huh. i'm like fuck i gotta watch it now yeah i know right? yeah i'm like i want to see that we should do another american horror story i like doing the pilots like yeah. the beginnings because i don't obviously if you haven't seen um the whole season it's kind of like silly but the pilots are cool just because it's just the first we, one did we do the pilot to the election one no we've only done murder house oh, we've only done murder mm-hmm. house. we can do cult i love the cult we, we should season. do cult yeah. yeah we should do cult i love the cult season i actually was... want to do a documentary on like a cult too on i really cult. like cults yeah like a jonestown documentary or like a david koresh mm. like i know a lot about like different cults Scientology, oh, yeah, yeah. like all that shit yeah i kind of want to do one for for patreon join it if you care about shit like that um okay that's all i really have for behind the scenes i mean there isn't that much we just mentioned so yeah if we find anything else out then we'll let you know (laughs) cool all right so let's move on to fashion julia bartholomew did the fashion i didn't see anything else that i recognized that she did (laughs) but yeah what did what did you have did you have any cool notes so i have um is it Georgiana, right? I think it's Georgiana. Georgiana, yeah. But they just call her George. There was some confusion at the end. Where calls her Georgina. She's like Georgiana. <laughs> she's like it's Anna. It's Anna. And then she's like, oh, forget it. <laughs> she's like so funny. I want to eat you. Oh my god, that fucking. He's in like CSI, one of the CSIs. He's like a main character. He's kind of cute. Yeah, um... he's kind of cute. I love her shirt when we first see her. It's like this orange, red, and white blocky colors with hints of mustardy greens. Yeah, it's very um, boho. It's very like whimsy goth, which is like and, a new thing. Yeah, it's kind of like tie-dye-esque, but it's really cute and kind of goes with, um, oddly, 
the colors of the walls and the ceiling behind her. Yeah, she has a really you know? cool place too. The production design is yeah. great in this. All the interiors are so cool. Oh, for sure. I love it. Um <clears throat> I like the the guy less that I was we were talking about earlier. Um mm-hmm. his outfit in the the cafe scene with the fedora, the mustardy green um button down with this orange and white necktie he has like with the overalls mm-hmm. they use a lot of mustardy greens i'm just realizing this <laughs> <laughs> it's true though that was a big color yeah <laughs> um i also love like um the drag queen deirdre's earrings the cds the cds yeah that was a huge fashion thing to do back in the 90s uh-huh and then i loved how and i i, I forgot to write it down but it was oddly specific to her to have John Tesh and Millie Vanilli. Thank you. (laughs) For some reason, I'm not sure why, because that must be another like uh, missing Google thing, just like the less, less mystery, you know, like hidden, hidden message of that happening as well or not. I don't know. Um, I love the, I don't know what to call them. So I call them the coffee couple. Um, I love the coffee couple's outfit, the performing people. When we first see them, they both have these like black leather or pleather outfits that are kind of like sub sub and dom looking, I guess. Oh, yeah, they totally do. The second time we see them, they're in these like silver outfits. And the guy looks like uh, the MC from the musical Cabaret. (laughs) (laughs) He has like the white makeup on, um, the eyelashes. I want to know their story. I know. Really want to know their story, and I want to see their performances. <laughs> I wonder if they're like somehow, like part of the director's life or something. Like I think so much of this is kind of right. autobiographical, right? Maybe he, I think also grew up in Indiana, similar to this character. So I wonder like how many of these people he actually like knows. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. Um, sorry, I keep I keep going on, and we're not going back and forth. Um, but I only have one more. Um, I like. I also like Deirdre's look in the the beach scene at the end. Like, oh yeah, big round white rimmed sunglasses that she has. Um, and I love the white, yellow, and red earrings that she's the wearing. one for the um. What is for it from party. here to eternity? Yes, it's like that's the one that yeah he's like recreating. Yeah. And her uh, and the the black black and white striped robe she has on before she like takes it off to reveal her bathing suit mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. really cool i love that um but that's that's all the my fashion <laughs> sorry oh, I took, cool uh what are yours no i mean that's cool i have mine are like i love george's all of her like boho kind of clothes like yeah. she has a really cool um like a just a sky blue tank top when she's on the boat with those really cool shades i love her hair she has like felicity hair she has like the curly like frizzy hair which looks so cool um gabriel's outfits just really remind me of like late 90s like that lime green uh shirt that he has with the khakis so they're both wearing these like baggy khakis Mm -hmm. um also just even billy's outfits are very like normie it reminds me of like michael from queerest folk yes like super normie outfits nothing crazy not like emmett like nothing like out there and not like like ted where it's like too normie it's very like somewhat youthful and he's what supposed to be like 28 Uh, that's not what he says 26 28 something like that 
So um, I like that. And also the fact that Gabriel's in a band, it's like, of course he is. Like, <laughs> it's just everything about him is so much like that. And also I love uh, George's like floral dresses, which are really cool. And then just the Catalina drag outfits, that pink velvet bell bottom outfit. Yeah. Um, with the like bell sleeves and the bell bottoms yeah and the glasses that are rhinestone mm-hmm. uh so cool and just yeah it's just really really neat i just i love all the drag outfits too i love all of the one who the woman who does nina simone yeah oh her dear outfit's God. like silver and it looks like it's are those made of cds what the dress they remember the cd dress was a big thing the CD dress was. I don't think hers was CDs. Okay. I know she has yeah, the earrings on, but the, earrings, the CD yeah. dress is like, is so cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it was such a big thing that was like, oh, yeah. you just make like a dress out of CDs. It's kind of funny. And I'm sure it was he- kind of heavy too. Oh, so heavy. Almost like impossible to wear, which is what's super nuts. Yeah. It's like super nuts. Um, yeah. That's kind of all I have for fashion. I mean, it wasn't crazy, but it did have a really kind of cute, colorful, 90s thing happening yeah Yeah. it was neat um okay music music i only have three and two are from patula clark and that is that is this is my song and happy heart i love both of those i was listening to this is my song this morning Mm -hmm. um when i was just like making coffee and stuff because i was like oh i really love this song wasn't that that was the song when they were dancing Mm -hmm. too um, oh, it was a dream sequence, yeah. That dream sequence, and we're, we'll get there too with our scenes and everything, but I think that by far is my favorite. And just, it's so emotional because it makes me happy, but it also makes me sad. I know, it's yeah. so good. It's it's And they look so good together. They really do. Like, they actually really make a really cute couple, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, what does the song that... The drag queen does during uh, Catalina. That one's not Petula Clark, I don't think. Uh, Is it Lady? Uh, you know, I did not write that down. Yeah, I didn't either. Because I was like, I like the... It's like the one that's like, singing loud and singing clear. Na, 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 me, my love. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was Petula Clark. Is it, though? It Isn't didn't sound ha- like her. That's happy heart. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that it was someone else. That's mm-hmm. the one that the drag queen in the pink does, right? Which, yeah. Which one were you talking about? That's what. That's the song I was talking about. It's oh, the same song, then. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought for some reason yeah. I thought it was a different song. Mm-hmm. I thought um, it was like a song that was played, like I think, on like a scene and not the performance. I thought they were like a different person. Oh, oh. Because yeah, there's yeah. another one that's done by um there aren't that many in the movie in general. The Nina Simone, I wrote that down, Love Me or Leave Me, because I like that. And that might have been the first time I heard that song when I watched it in ninety eight. Yeah. And that um, was by Deirdre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, that one I knew. But there's another one called Lady that is performed by Burt Camfer. So I didn't know what that was. I was like, is that what it was? But it wasn't. Yeah, it is Patula Clark. It just didn't sound like her. It didn't sound like the, the this is my song. Oh, I think it oh. just sounded like a different vocal performance. Maybe there's someone who sings it with her. Oh, okay, then never mind. Then it is Happy Heart. I like that song then. I'm going to add Patula Clark to my uh, liked songs on Spotify now. Oh, nice. Because I and like it. Um... <laughs> and I like Downtown. That like her famous like when life is lonely oh, you yeah. can make a new. Yeah, I like that song. Girl interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it, I, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where, like, George uh, gets some, like, special note from his boss about the song Downtown. And he thinks, like, he was zoning out when his boss was talking to him. And then at the end, he, like, patched back in and he was like, yeah, you know, like the Petula Clark song. And he was like, wait, what? So he didn't want to ask him what he meant. So he was, like, trying to dissect the lyrics of that song with Jerry to be like, this is what my boss said it was about. They're like, Downtown. And they like try to talk about it and they like play the song. It's really funny. <laughs> That's, That's what funny. I think of. Cool. Alrighty. Well, let's get to favorite scenes and lines one hour in. So I hope people actually listen to this episode. Are you still with us, everybody? Yeah. Are you? Are you still here? Or if you've left, then I'm sorry. But for all of like few of you that are here, that have the 10 of you that have actually seen this movie, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tag, like, Sean Hayes and, like, all these people. Because maybe he'll be like, oh, my God, this movie. I didn't, I meant to actually do this. I forgot to do it. I meant to actually Google, like, other podcasts to see if someone had done an episode on it. That'd be be funny. Yeah, because I'm like, I need to listen to it. And I'm glad I didn't before because that will, like, ruin my opinion, kind of. But I'm going to listen. I'm going to see now if anyone's ever talked about this movie yeah cool all right so what are some of your okay, like so I've, standouts I've got, I've got six but i do you want to do like a back and forth thing or do you want me to just list my uh you can list yours yeah what are yours because i bet they're similar okay um one of my favorites is like the opening polaroid scene like i mentioned before um mm-hmm. sean hayes's character narrates the, the film um where he goes again I'm a film buff with a preference for women's melodramas. And in that same scene, he narrates, Mother Nature dealt me with the first blow 26 years ago when I was born in a small town in Indiana where there's no corn. Where there, I mean, sorry, where there's corn, fast cars, and straights. Lots and lots of straights. I mean, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was like one of my favorite, even though like, you know, it was just a narration. It was just a really funny ease into the film, you know? Oh, um, it's so good i love it uh and i i yeah i love it and visu- visually it's it's stunning just with the simplicity of the polaroid um my second one is in the cafe scene with uh brad uh with brad's character gabriel and he comes over to the table with the coffee in hand he asks more and georgiana <laughs> is like yeah you can top me off <laughs> i know right i love that um my third one is i don't know who the drag queen is who's introducing deirdre but i love when she asks deirdre where's my 20 where's the 20 bucks you owe me bitch i know right i love when as soon as she like gets on the stage and they're like leaving and then she's like you owe me 20 bucks bitch (laughs) and then she like goes and performs in typical drag fashion yeah um my fourth one is uh in one of the first few scenes i forget which one when Georgiana is uh when when Georgiana's boyfriend says to Billy, that drag queen is great, almost looks like a real woman. Billy says to Georgiana, "Okay, I need to know if his penis is large enough to sustain this." Relationship. <laughs> yeah, I love the way he says it too. I love it. I, I love her. I I just love her attitude. I love their friendship so much yeah. too. Oh god, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite quotes too, where he's like, "Please tell me his penis is large enough to sustain this." <laughs> That's what you should name the episode. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to do that as the sub, the sub one because it might be too long. Oh, um, right. I need to like have a little shorter one, but that might be my sub 
my sub quote that you see like that hopefully will get people to click on the episode yeah because <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna name i think what i'm gonna name the episode is i know a good photo when i see one. Oh, there you go yeah because yeah. that's shorter and that's what he says like, at the end yeah um i like the like i said before with the fashion i like the straight couple or assumed straight couple that is doing the performances mm-hmm. the girl who's holding the man's chin says a man is sleeping a man and then she slaps him wakes up <laughs> yeah they're wearing all that silver like the silver like lipstick that, and like silver outfit they're black outfits in the first one yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh-huh later in that same scene the girl goes do you want coffee i'll give you coffee here drink the coffee and throws the coffee like cup all over his chest and oh. the man too much sugar <laughs> i know it's so weirdy performance art it's kind of like is it weird that i want to see this act like i want to know who they are i want to know what per- you know, I just want to know them. I know, right? It's kind of funny. And it's like those are those are my favorite ones in the whole but again, my favorite favorite scene again is the dance sequence just because there's so much emotion. Yeah. The music is amazing. It's simple it, it's simple. They they have this little cute little dance sequence that they uh uh choreography that they do. Um and they just look so goddamn cute. You know who you know who Brad Rowe would have made a really good like uh character in Queer's Folk? Uh, totally. Like why was he not in that show? Totally. Like he and it was around this time. It was just like a few years after. Mm-hmm. So like he I feel like that was a casting misstep. You should have gotten him in Queer's Folk <laughs> for sure. Oh God, for sure. Yes. Uh what are what are yours? Okay, so just like yours, I love the intro, but I love the at the end of the intro when he's explaining like about his uh you know kind of his life a little bit growing up and then he's like and then you see him like getting get like kind of snuggle and he's like and i'll let you know about this after this groovy credit sequence (laughs) and then it's like this really cool performance i love the credits Mm -hmm. like the opening credits that's one thing i think i've mentioned on some other shows in the past i really miss opening credits of films and they don't really exist anymore Mm. um everything now just starts which i don't know when we started doing that but for some reason credits are now very rare yeah um i don't get it because i really like the credit sequence it it really helps you like i love the one from first wise club the one that's all like cartoon like comic but like pop art (laughs) like that one's cool and like you even have like not even the credits but even like a sequence that you can tell is like a song like the one from clueless is cool where you see that montage of her like shopping and then you like and then it goes all flashes then you see like the name and then you see like and then it just goes into the movie it it wasn't credits but because it didn't have all their names but it just had like an opening kind of feel which i thought was cool but i like that i (laughs) i love just like the the transitions that happened too like after the nina nina simone performance that was my first favorite one that i love that and then it goes like the transitions like into those old school like where it's like a circle mm-hmm. it looks very like old uh sitcom-y or almost like the batmans like yeah. where they like those transitions i think it's kind of cool it's all like really kitschy and campy anyway and i also like that in the very beginning you see that he's gonna break the fourth wall and we kind of like get to he's like talking to us which is yeah. cool that he's like telling us this whole story like back, which I think is really neat. 
um i just wrote like me as a photographer this is my ultimate dream where he goes to that gallery and his friend like just supports his photo series yeah. and he's just like oh i don't have enough money you know this sucks i need to find another job and he's like well i'll do it you want to do this like amazing show and come use my dark room i was like oh my god this is a fucking dream like <laughs> he's like come use my dark room and i'll give you all the money for film and anything that you need and all of a sudden he just has this amazing idea and then he's like and then i'll show it to my gallery owner i was like well fuck <laughs> like this is like a dream so i thought that was really cool my second favorite story is much like the emotional dream sequence, which I really like. I didn't write it as one of my favorites, but I really like that one. My favorite is when he's in his apartment and he's telling Gabriel how he came out to his friend when he was oh, like nine. Basement, yeah. Yeah. And he's like telling about like his really good friend that he told that he liked boys when he was like nine or eight. And then like has told his family and essentially mm-hmm. like it totally got like the rug got pulled out from under him and like his mom was crying and I just really like that story. That was like a really emotional like way. And it's really cool that he told it to this guy that he's kind of trying to figure out. The only thing that's like a little weird about his character is that he keeps trying to kind of like needle this guy into like defining his sexuality because he wants to hook up with him, which is the only like somewhat problematic element of this story by today's standards but back then we were just like oh he likes this guy and he kind of like thinks he might be gay but he isn't we don't know like maybe he is maybe he isn't but the fact that he's like obsessing about it with his friend perry that he's like you know maybe i could have kissed him and i could have done this and i think he maybe would have gone for it i was like all right dude just calm down like (laughs) calm down you know like it's it's okay and then this the way that it kind of happens is like a little bit like he wants something to happen a little bit more, but obviously back in the nineties, a guy who looks like Brad Rowe or Gabriel who may or may not be like bi curious. I don't even know if that was a word yet. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, in 98 is when, I mean now. Yeah. But in 98, I don't know. Like it was very touchy for a guy who appeared straight to kind of like, not ask him if he's gay, but like, you don't know how he's going to react. It might be a little bit different now if you like make a move on a guy who is straight or something and he's like, oh, I'm flattered, but no, you know, like, no, I'm not. But in the 90s, it was seen as a very like accusatory thing that Mm. like you don't know if they're going to get violent or they because that's how they kind of showed it in a lot of different media. Like it was a thing that you didn't want to like ask or anything. But so he's like trying to like figure this out throughout it. But I, I do like that he felt comfortable enough to tell him and that he was Gabriel was really receptive to it. Oh, for that, sure. You know, that he wasn't like, Oh, I don't really want to know about this or, you know, he was like really receptive to it, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then I also like it that they talk about music, which is a clip that I'm going to do where he talks about how obviously Gabriel's in a band, which of course he is. Every hot guy you run into is in a band is very Jordan Catalano elements going on here. Yes. Um, he kind of like set the stage for like that guy, <laughs> like in life, <laughs> which we all know exists, but um it's so i like how he talks about band. he's like you know you saw who screwed and you were like i didn't know those bands sugar and who screwed well fans of fashion grunge will know because they are two huge huge hugely important bands in the alternative scene in like the late 80s early 90s so i think that's really cool and he also mentions that he's into really cool alternative music mm-hmm. um so that's really different and kind of gives you a different element of what was seen in a gay character in 1998 it wasn't just someone who listened to pop music um it was like you know he was like a regular guy which we hadn't really seen which is why i think everyone should see this because sean hayes is so good in this yeah he's so like 
likable and like funny and like kind of like sarcastic and not like he is in will and grace i mean he's great in will and grace but he's not that flamboyant he's not that you know he's he's, like insecure like more dramatic side Mm -hmm. you know if you will yeah it's cool i really like i think now sean hayes has a lot of broadway he also has that podcast smartless with jason bateman and is it will forte the guy who was in uh what's his name he he, not will forte was it he's the guy who was in arrested development with jason bateman uh yeah arnett will arnett arnett Arnett. the three of them have a podcast called smartless which is huge i just listened to this the pedro pascal episode which was great which was like last week sometime but um so yeah there he does a podcast now too but he's really funny like on that but he's been doing like broadway and stuff i think he has a tony sean hayes i think he like just won a tony recently so he does a lot of that now um yeah it's really cool (laughs) i really like the meeting where they go to meet rex they go to meet him at one of his gallery shows and Rex is like this obnoxious famous photographer who ends up like latching onto Gabe because he's hot and he wants to like shoot him or whatever. But I do like that they have this whole conversation about pansexual and how they like make fun of it that no one knows what it means. And now it's like an actual word. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it actually describes people's sexuality, which I thought was kind of ironic that they're like, he's like, what is pansexual? He's like, he fucks him. He Then I fuck her. And then she fucks me. And you know, everyone just fucks everyone. He's like, it's pansexual. He's like, and that's the great thing about it. Nobody knows what it means. <laughs> now it's like, that's literally how some people define themselves. <laughs> like, it was really funny. I was watching, um, I was going through TikTok, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, uh, last night. And there was a clip of Will and Grace that came on, oddly enough, um, because we were doing the, this movie. Um, and they're talking about pansexual pansexuals. Karen walks in and she was like, you mean he's fucking my fan or like uh, <laughs> having sex with my pants? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like a thing. Yeah, now it's a thing. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like so, so funny. Like, I'm just like, it's it's like, it's just so funny that like things that happened, what, like 30 years ago almost, or like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. that now they're like coming, or like 25 years ago, that now they're like becoming part of the lexicon, which is really crazy. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, another thing that, which I might title the episode, I forgot too, which I wrote down, that they talk about, I think it's Rex talks about Gabriel, like, I love his features. They're kind of like off center. He's almost like a male Kate Moss. <laughs> I think I might, it might be almost like a male Kate Moss might, might um, be the title. Cause maybe that'll get people to watch it or like listen to the episode. I totally, excuse me. I totally forgot about that quote. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And then I wrote like, God, Billy is obsessed with whether or not Gabe, Gabriel is straight. Um, so then when you finally get to Gabriel's apartment, I was like, of course he has a loft. Of course it's dark as fuck. Like we were talking about. And of course he has a bong. Of course. Like, of course. What I thought was really, really good. Um, the whole, like, he breaks up with Natalie, his girlfriend in San Francisco that he like randomly brings up. My girlfriend lives in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. It's literally just like, oh yeah, my girlfriend who lives in San Francisco. It's like, okay. Um, which is kind of crazy that he goes and like stays at Billy's place. And then we get that like odd kind of, Oh, that was so cute. (laughs) Fantasy weird. It's like his, 
like fantasy weird scene that like seems to be going his way and then and then gabriel's like wait i can't do this like yeah at all and he's like what uh like that was kind of funny i kind of liked how it was like this weird like is this happening oh my god is this happening is it really not (laughs) um oh and then we get to like when they finally get to catalina and like what happens i love that george gets with this that druggy boat guy um which is just so good that she breaks up with her boyfriend back on the back on the mainland in California and then she just like hooks up with this guy. Her boyfriend's really funny too. That he's yeah. like l- like just lame and like kind of a he's loser. So odd. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. He's like so odd. Um and then of course we get like this really cool drag show in Catalina and then we then he sees Gabe there with this other guy and then the girl who's there like doing the work with um, oh yeah, Rex. I'm a professional from Vadil Sassoon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like I'll do the hair and makeup, which I thought <laughs> was really cool. And that's when you see like, then you get that weird sequence where like they're on the beach. I remember watching this on the tape where they're on the beach, and then he's just like telling him like, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm doing this, and like this is what I'm up to, and like why didn't you tell me to do this like whatever magazine article? And then you see the other model, and he's like, Gabe. And he like sees him and then you see them go off and it's like, then it like the rug is like kind of pulled out from under you that it's not Billy. I mean, it's Billy, not men in general. Cause obviously he's like going to go off with this guy. Yeah. And that really like cuts Billy. And then you see like Billy's super depressed on the beach. He's like, fuck, you know, I had this whole, like, I mean, he lives his life in, in a fantasy where like he kind of thought like this was going to be it like everything you see in the fantasy elements of like turning it into like a love story like a hollywood love story and like oh this is going to happen which so many people do like you know and then he just it gets like kind of pulled out from under him but then i love how it switches from perry who is his like you know really good friend and and like patron for the series that he's doing and i love that he tells a story of like sometimes that happens like you fall in love with with someone and then they end up just being a really good friend and that's just kind of like more than it just kind of that's how it works out and then he like mentions that it was him that he was like in love with billy a long time ago and then it became clear that billy wasn't really into him but he was just like okay but i just like this guy just he's a really great person i thought that was really sweet at the at the end and he's like i'll leave this guy if you want and he's like no no go and then he like goes off with that guy that he met which is good so then you get like, you know, the flash into like what happens, you know, Gabe is gone and da da da. And then you see all of his Polaroids are now at this gallery exhibition called Hollywood Screen Kiss, which is really cool. Again, that he shot this all in Polaroids and you see kind of everything that's been happening in the movie. He has this really cool, what camera is that? It's like an old land camera or like a one step, one of the early one steps mm-hmm. that he has the Polaroid. And then I like that you see like all of this display and that the that photographer guy bought one of his photos um rex like ended up buying one of his photos which is really cool and then you see that guy less who like brings he's like someone i want you to meet and it's joshua and it's like you kind of see like maybe this is gonna be like someone that he could date next or like it's all is not lost so i like that it has a cute ending too yeah that he like tells the story about like well, my other camera is actually in the water. And this is like, you know, I take everything with this. It's it's cool. I really like it. It's such a cute movie. I really hope people watch it. Joshua, the guy at the end, kind of reminds me of, what's his name from um, uh, Broken Hearts Club? Um, Andrew Keegan? Thank you. Oh, yeah. A little bit. A, a tad. He's but, really cute. Like, yeah. 
don't even talk to me about Andrew Keegan. Andrew Keegan was like my first like true love of like teenage teenage dumb because he was all over those fucking magazines like all over yeah. like bop and whatever the other ones like it's like a lot of people had like devin sawa a lot of people were like jtt like those were like the guys i was an andrew keegan girl i loved, I andrew loved keegan. J- jtt were you a jtt yeah. yeah yeah he was okay i didn't hate him but yeah it was it was always for me i wonder what they look like right now and didn't jtt kind of like drop off but then he like there came was, back and like dying and oh they always did that jo- what's his name Jonathan what does he Kelly. do now Jonathan. he's 41 like where yeah where is he yeah he's like mostly retired from acting i'm like but we want to know <laughs> where is he famous for the lion king of course oh uh, there was one photo of him in 2021 in july where it's the first time that he's been photographed in nearly eight years of him walking his dog. He was in The Last Man Standing um, in 2013. Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, what is this picture you're talking about? It was um, It's on page six. It's him in 2021. It was like the most recent photo of him. If you just Google like JTT 2021 and it's like an article of him walking his dogs, you see him walking his dogs. He has like a sweatshirt on and he has sunglasses and he looks like he's vaping. Yeah, Ooh, he's vaping. He big. A little bit, but he's like. I mean, everyone got big. I yeah, mean, I was going to say, like, he was like a kid last time. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Um, but yeah, he he looks like he's just like chilling. Yeah, another child star. I think I mentioned this before child star podcast that's really good is the lawrence brothers if anyone out there wants to know about like old hollywood and like 90s hollywood um they have a really cool podcast where it's like all of them talk about like weird shit that they saw and like the fact that they had stalkers and had to have like security all the time and like weird directors and shit so yeah they're it's kind of cool that they're like exposing hollywood that's cool a little bit but yeah i mean do you have any final thoughts uh about yeah. Billy's Hollywood screen kiss? We do have a final thought. Oh, yeah. What's your final yeah. thought? Jerry before, Springer. R.I.P. Well, <laughs> final. Here's my final thought. But for context, before I say my final thought. So remember in the beginning where it's Fernando and Billy and they're in bed and Fernando like wakes Billy up in this annoying fucking way of putting his tongue in his ear. Like a wet willy. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically. So, I mean... I, I, I like a little bit of tongue action, but if you're if you're trying to wake me up, don't do it with your tongue because I will knock you the fuck out. So that is, that is the moral of the story of Billy's Hollywood screen kiss. Uh, my moral of the story is meet a rich, uh, older artist that will give you money for film and fund your next project and that's what i'm on the hunt for so i hope that i can give an update for someone who's willing to pay for a photo series that i'm actually starting a photo series soon which i'll obviously reveal at some point but i'm i'm lacking uh i'm lacking funds so sign up for the patreon or just like throw me money That'd be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's just what it is. Go see this movie. Go buy it. Go do whatever you have to do to watch it because it's really good. It's really cute. It's an hour and 30 minutes. It's like a 90 minute 
kind of deal. It's not like a crazy long movie. It's just a really fun, feel good film and yeah, artistic. It really, and fun it really and cool. is. Yeah, it's really good. I'm so glad we got to talk about it because I haven't seen it in so long. When I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen this in so long. <laughs> but it just makes me smile. It's just such a really cute movie. It's very much like, oh, I forgot to mention my other favorite scene where he's putting on the trunks. And then he oh. he's in the bathroom and like Gabe is like, I don't think these are working out. They're too small. And he's like, come out. I'll let you know if they're working out. And he comes out and they're like super tight. And then he's like, they're working out. <laughs> and then yeah oh, that's right but he's like no i don't like it's it's really good so i'm gonna try to clip some of these uh some of these scenes to put on tiktok or instagram because i've looked and i haven't seen many so mm. let's uh let's let's boot this movie back up in the in the zeitgeist because it's really good yes and uh i know we're we're gonna do buffy which we talked about on patreon soon i'm mm. also going to do um oh there's another thing which is really crazy too is that brad Rowe was in a documentary with Wes Bentley and like Chad Lindbergh it's called my big break and it's like I can't find it but it's about these actors and what it was like growing up like in Hollywood like like trying to get roles like but Wes Bentley and Brad Rowe like they're people that you know but they're never became like massive Wes Bentley is actually really huge now but it's Mm -hmm. called my big break and I've been trying to find it so if anyone out there knows uh where I can see it I'm actually gonna look right now because if it's out somewhere I, I think it's been trying to be like released, but then they don't want to release. So I think it kind of like it's from 2009, but I, I think it kind of like blows the lid off of some things. So I hope I can actually find it. There's some clips I think on YouTube that are like parts of it, but I want to see the whole thing because they're actually in this. So it's another thing that I'll, oh, awesome. that I'll mention. And for someone to, if you know how to find that movie, then let me know. Cool. Well, yeah, we're doing lots of other random shit. Uh, me and Jai are going to do a fashion chat episode coming out this week soon. There's a lot of shit happening in the fashion world. We're doing a remix of Romeo and Juliet, which is going to come out soon. Um, and yeah, other shit. Rebecca on Patreon. I'm in real world Boston which yeah. I'm watching now for an episode this weekend. So yeah, lots of cool shit coming out soon. Leave us a review. Do the Patreon, sign up, whatever, and we will see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.